This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to be answering one of the questions that one of you lovely souls sent in. If you have a question for the podcast, something that you would be curious to hear explored on the show, you can go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and there's a little question box right there. You can put in topics, questions, whatever you're thinking about, and I always appreciate that because it gives my quad rightness generator sacral response something to respond to. So I love it. And that is actually what we're going to talk about today. So love this question, follow up from another episode, the one I did about ADHD, which I have so much to say about. (laughs) But here's the question. This is from Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for the question. She said, I just wanted to say I loved the podcast about ADHD. As a fellow quad right, I resonate with so much that you have to say about this topic. I was never diagnosed because I would work my butt off, but teachers would tell my parents something was off, but my grades were too high to get tested. Anyways, I'm 20 years old and I have started a podcast. I'm studying for school, studying to be a personal trainer, and will soon be in a doctorate program for chiropractic. I want to start playing around with being more in flow with studying and starting my personal brand, but I'm not sure how to do it and make sure I get things done if they have deadlines. Like I will find myself doing work or driving and randomly getting an idea for a podcast and I want to jump into it, but I have to work on school or studying. So my question is how to embrace more of your quad right in a more left quad world. That is the question. That is the question. Absolutely love this topic and I'm going to take it from a few different angles. I'm going to answer this just based on my experience and then I want to tune in and see what else can come through. And you know what's funny is I don't know if I've said this on the show. I'm sure I have. But for me, when someone else asks a question, I get more information often than if I ask the question. So whenever you guys ask a question that I want to know the answer to, I very much appreciate it. I know firsthand how much having anxiety can really disrupt your life. I struggled with generalized anxiety disorder for so much of my life, and it just created this cycle of poor sleep, low mood, then poor memory, brain fog, couldn't focus, wasn't productive, more poor sleep, imbalanced hormones, all kinds of health issues from that. It just spirals. And I got to a point where I realized that my anxiety was controlling my life. And so I had to take it in my own hands. And that is when I found Ned, I was super skeptical of CBD products at the time because the market is so saturated. But I talked to the founders. I saw the science. I tried it out and my life totally changed. Not only did it drastically improve my sleep, I was finally sleeping through the night, but it finally balanced out my hormones. I got my period back after it was missing for four years. There was a dramatic improvement in my mental focus, my brain function, and of course my mood. And that had such incredible effects just on my overall social life. And I felt like I got my life back. And after trying a lot of other CBDs, let me tell you, quality matters. And a lot of times you feel like nothing is working because a lot of companies don't actually put the amount of CBD in there that they claim to. And they use inflammatory oils. There's just all kinds of stuff. So quality is super important. And that's why I love Ned. All of Ned's full spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Peona, Colorado. 
Ned is super transparent. They share their third-party lab reports. They share who farms their products and their extraction process. It's all right there on their website. I've been taking their full-spectrum hemp oil for years. I take it morning and night, but I want to give a special shout-out to their new product, the De-Stress Blend. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp, and it has a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. There's ashwagandha, which is amazing for enhancing your body's resilience to stress, cardamom and cinnamon that give that yummy taste and are great for gut health as well as cortisol levels. I take the de-stress blend every single morning, put a dropper's worth under my tongue, hold it there for about a minute and then swallow, and then the sleep blend at night. This is a game-changing combination. So if you wanna try the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that I love and trust, there is a special offer for the Christina the Channel audience. Every order over $40 will qualify you for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. So go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. I would like to thank Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So if you're new here, just to preface this, just in case you're a new listener, I talk about being quad right quite a bit because I feel like it just explains my personality. And what that means is this is in reference to human design. And so if you look at your human design chart, which you can just go online and download a free chart, there are a bunch of different great websites. All you need is your birth information the same way you would need that for your astrology chart. So you put in your birth information, you're going to get this chart, and then there's lots to look at there. And I know it can be a little overwhelming at first. I would definitely recommend if you have never had a human design reading to maybe get one of those. I just think it's so helpful. There are also so many incredible human design readers that have different offerings that aren't necessarily a reading, but PDFs and things that that can explain your chart. And then also, if you are a member in the Channel Collective, which is my monthly membership, you can go to the human design section and I break down the main parts of the chart so you can learn about your chart yourself. But what the quad right is referring to is if you look at the little arrows around your head, they are each either facing left or right. And I do have a video in the membership talking about all of those different arrows. But being quad right means I have all of my arrows facing right. And if you're quad left, it means all of your arrows are facing left. And I think most people have them in a mixture. So some left, some right. Finding out I was quad right was super significant for me because it just explained my whole life. And when I started learning about what Ra, the the person who, I don't know if you would say founder, downloaded both human design, when I was looking through the things that he was saying about quad right, he was talking about how it almost is it's own type completely. And there's like a different set of suggestions for people who are quad right. And I always refer to this article, I'll put it in the show notes, that has the highlights of quad rightness based on Electra from Raw. But I send it to everybody who's either going to work with me or is really close to me because I just feel like, hey, if you read these bullet points, you will understand how I function. And I think that this is part of effective communication and 
this whole topic that I'm very into right now, especially with the next couple of books coming out, which is how do we relate at this higher level of consciousness? And I really feel that we need to upgrade our communication tools. And this is an exploration I am always in in my own life of like, am I really relating and communicating at the frequency I want to be and how can that be upgraded and, and how can we communicate in a way where we're honoring everybody's individuality rather than expecting everybody to be the way that we are. And that's what I love about human design is I really think that when people are asking these questions, especially at the beginning of their spiritual awakening journey around like, what is my purpose? And you know, why am I here? How do I listen to my intuition? And you're you're just feeling like, how do I get an alignment? You know, these really big questions that are very unique. I think if you're at that place, Starting with the human design chart is super, super effective because it really is this individualized roadmap to how you interact with energy, how you flow naturally. It's your unique energetic blueprint. And I think it is the clearest individualized roadmap we have at this point that is very actionable. I personally get different things out of astrology and human design. I love I love all the systems. I love numerology. I love all the systems, but I get different things from different systems. And I think that human design is super helpful in terms of application in daily life. I feel astrology, this is just for me. Um, For me, what I love about astrology is it really helps with personal exploration in terms of like shadow work and I would say larger life purpose stuff. I just, I just think there's a little bit different for me personally of where I lean into one or the other and I use all of it. But this is in reference to human design, which astrology is one of the systems incorporated in human design. And I wish I could gift everybody in the world a human design reading because it's just so validating. It's a permission slip to just be yourself and to do things your own way. And the thing about being quad right is while there are less of us or have been less of us, our society is really shifting more into quad rightness. And you know, the energy around this kind of reminds me of the twin flame stuff where not everybody has a twin flame incarnated and on the surface it might seem like, oh, that's not relevant to everybody. But it is in the sense that part of twin flame's larger mission is to be an example of what it looks like to be in relationship on a higher level of consciousness really relating from this frequency of unconditional love and forgiveness. And what does that really look like? So it's a new way of relating. And that is going to be helpful for everybody as we're all making this shift in frequency. And I feel it's a very similar thing for those who are living as quad rights where, you know, we function so differently and the world is very much set up for like a quad left sacral generator, I feel like. But I think even a quad left sacral generator will probably feel... (laughs) sticky in places because there's just so much to the chart. There are so many nuances to all of this, but I feel like as a quad right, I definitely feel like, okay, me living fully in alignment with this is so almost isolating because I've realized that, you know, we have these structures or things that are more common or, hey, we're all doing it this way so that we can all meet in the middle somewhere. And when I'm like, I can't meet in the middle there, then it's either, okay, you're coming in and doing it my way and just dealing with this, or we just can't do this together. Does that make sense? (laughs) Uh, And I've had to just kind of let myself do that if I really want to commit to being more in my quad rightness. For example, meetings and scheduling things. What I've realized is whenever there's something on my calendar, it's like I'm completely paralyzed. And that's very much, I mean, there's a number of things that could be connected to. 
but it's such a quad right thing. Like I just need full space to flow and follow my inspiration because it comes at such random times. And especially with channeling things, it, there's very much this portal of energy. And it's it's like with my books, when I'm channeling it, it's like, okay, it's all coming in right now. And if I miss it, I miss it. <laughs> like if I miss this portal, I miss, I, I miss this portal and it's all happening right now. So things have to be cleared. And this happened the other day. I was so frustrated with myself with, with one of the future books, not the ones that are already complete, but I was getting this stream of information that was for the book. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this right now. And I had all of this stuff on my calendar and I got so frustrated because I jumped on the calls and I'm like, okay, after this, I'm going to, I'm going to do it, but I could feel it coming through. And then by the end of the calls, it was gone. And that was like a week ago. And I'm like, can it come back in? I missed it. So I get really frustrated with that for sure. And so there's this learning and adjustment period. I'm still consistently like trying to figure this out. So I'm in this exploration as well. But the thing is, quad right or not, I think like we're all shifting into this space of what does it look like to really follow our own unique rhythms and flows? Because we're not all on all the time. I mean, no wonder so many of us feel out of alignment when we're all kind of pushed into this, okay, th- these, this is the time that you, you know, go to work or you do this or you do that. And I'm like, I don't like any of that. Thing about being a quad right is nothing should be on a schedule. Like, like everything's just random. And so for me, even, hey, like I exercise every morning first thing. Like that just doesn't work. It's like, it's just going to happen whenever it's going to happen. Or with content, you know, things that need to be uh, structured or, you know, whenever people want me to send content calendars, I'm like, I just, that's just not how I work. Like there'll be times when I'm inspired. And so I binge work like writing books or I binge like a ton of videos because it's just flowing through me. And then I have three weeks where I'm like dry, nothing. And so I can't force it. And that's really what it looks like to follow your inspiration. It's not this consistent like stream of, I want to create this or even communicate or even just with our social lives. Everything is so structured and I think it boxes a lot of us in. And so quad right or not, everybody has their own unique natural rhythm. And when we look at how the world is shifting, like what would it look like for us to actually allow everybody to follow their inspiration? And there can be a lot of feeling like we're letting people down. I know that's a big one for me. I really had to let go of like feeling like I was upsetting somebody if I made a plan and then right before my whole body was saying no. And the other piece of that is, you know, you never know why. And there have been times when I say yes, when I should have said no and something happens, like something happens where I'm like, I should have, I should have said no. (laughs) That's all I'll say. But a lot of this I feel is really contributing to a lot of the fatigue and and sickness and dis-ease. And this is something that for sure being a quad right has been so obvious for me. Ra talks about how because the brain is passive, that's the right arrow, it's not supposed to focus. This is a quote. It says, the moment that quad rights try to push their brains to do something, they're creating total lack of well-being in their system. And this goes directly to the thyroid. So they'll either have problems metabolizing food, problems with weight, or problems with not enough energy, and so on. Not designed to be put under pressure. If they are ever in an environment with forces that are trying to get them out of their flow, out of their comfortable, relaxed state, those forces are the wrong forces for them. Those are just a couple of lines, but he talks about how there will be very physical health issues if the quad right brain is trying to focus. Basically, if you're doing things because you should instead of you're naturally inspired to. And quad right or not, like this is this very much comes up for everybody, I feel. And I think we're being pushed harder and harder in this direction. And for me, as I record this, 
which I do a little bit in advance, but I have been going through this so aggressively since Lionsgate. Like Lionsgate this year hit me so hard and I'll probably write a post about what's been going on separately, but it hit me so hard with so many upgrades and activations and there's like this whole reboot that happens and I went down. And this came up as well in the Channel Collective Energy Healing, like they're basically switching us all into this new operating system. What they're saying is like, when you're switching to a new operating system, it's almost like you get a different type of car that requires a different type of fuel. So now this car is running off this new fuel. And then the car runs out of gas and you go and try and fuel up with the old fuel. And then you're wondering why the car isn't working. And that's sort of like what's happening for us. And so we have to be using the new fuel. And I have been hit so hard of like, holy shit, I can only go in this direction. And I'm curious how this shakes out. But I think that this is happening for a lot of other people with people I'm talking to because I know what I'm experiencing and tuning in with the guides. And it's like my body is very much forcing me to operate in this new way. And anytime I'm like trying to go back to how I was operating literally like five weeks ago, my whole body is crashing. And I'm seeing different versions of this with a lot of people. And so I'm curious, like post in the forum if you're feeling this or what's coming up for you. I swear it's like before it felt like, okay, I'm going to try and live let's say like in alignment with my human design. I'm going to try and live that way as much as I can, but then there are places where I'm still kind of deconditioning and still kind of doing my my other thing. And so it's a process and I could kind of lean in both directions and yeah, I don't feel as good as when I'm living full quad right, but it is what it is. And so just do what I can. And then it felt like it got shifted to this thing where it was like, I'm non-functional unless I'm living quad right. And so I feel like we are really in this shift right now and it's coming up hardcore for entrepreneurs and businesses. I mean, I selection bias because that's who I talk to a lot, but I'm seeing this in so many people's businesses of like things that were working before just are straight up not. And I think a lot of people are feeling in their bodies, like I've been talking to a lot of uh, colleagues around this of people's bodies just feel like they're not working or they're just straight up shutting down when their calendars are filled with meetings or when they're doing things they think they should do instead of what they want to do, things like that. And people are feeling really, really exhausted. And that's the big way this is going to come up. Like we're going to feel so exhausted. And I'm I'm really interested in this idea. Like when we look at energy of, you know, first of all, where are we sourcing from? Where do we think that comes from? That's whole, a whole other topic. You know, really sourcing from source itself, that essence that's within us. But also this idea of do people get burned out because they're doing too much or do they get burned out because they're not doing the right thing? And that's what the guides keep saying. It's like, okay, you have to operate off the new fuel source in the new way. And when you keep putting your energy in the wrong direction or using it in the way that's not in alignment for you, that's what I mean by wrong, right? That's subjective. It's really what's in alignment, what's in resonance for you in terms of your vibration versus what's not. But they're like, you're going to keep being exhausted because your body is redirecting you to flow. And in flow, we don't need to like fuel up or power up. It's like you're just flowing in the stream, down the river, no effort needed. And so where we are efforting is going to feel so heavy and so hard. And I would really think about that in terms of physical symptoms, if you're feeling anything right now, of just exploring, is any of this connected to where I'm living out of alignment, where I am putting my energy in the wrong direction. And that's the thing of when I'm just in the stream of channeling, or for me, it's really when I'm writing, when I'm channeling, I could just go forever. And there have been times when I feel so exhausted. Like, I'm like, I can't do anything else. And then I start writing and channeling. And it's like, 
it's like I had 50 cups of coffee without the jitters and I could just go for days and days and days. So I feel like that flow state is really where we're being pushed, which is a gift, but it's going to require us to really get our egos out of the way. And so I'm prefacing with all of this just to explain, but also, you know, I feel like we're, we're feeling it really hardcore right now, which is why this is such a good question at this time, because people are really feeling it in their bodies. And I know for me, it almost feels like it's not even a choice anymore. (laughs) I'm basically like non-functional or I'm operating quad right. But why I'm also bringing this up is I know at least for like for me in the experimentation of really living in alignment for me. And I think a lot of people who are, you know, really experimenting in that way might feel this of like, I have to be really okay with bumping up against people and I have to be really okay with saying no and upholding my boundaries because people are going to want me to still do it the old way. And so there's a lot of like peer pressure energy that comes in. And I know for me, it's been a lot of pulling my energy back and it's like, this is just what I'm doing and you don't have access to me. I'm saying a lot of no, I'm saying a lot of no access. I'm just not offering that. It's not even one's a convenient time. It's like, I don't want to get on any calls. I don't want to add something to my calendar. And sometimes that just means that the whole relationship is a no. And I'm talking about friendships, business, like everywhere. Even with plans, it's sort of like, I mean, I don't know. I'll I'll know right before if I'm going to go or not, if I want to go. And I'm just having to, you know, honor that and trust that the people who, who get it, get it. And the people who don't, maybe they're not supposed to be in my field. And so I'll say human Christina, like I totally get when it feels, I totally get that when it feels as Rebecca is saying in this question, like, where is this? She said, I'm like reading the question. First of all, you're doing a lot of really cool stuff. So that's exciting. Congrats. So many amazing things happening for you. And, you know, being in flow with studying and starting your personal brand, but then also deadlines. And then I'm doing work or driving and I randomly get an idea for a podcast and I want to jump into it. Literally story of my life. I always getting inspiration right in the middle of when I'm doing other things. And I feel that stream of like, I have to go now. And then if I often, honestly, I'm just being honest, when I table it, and I come back to it, I just don't have that same stream of inspiration. Like it doesn't, there's something about the potency. And I was talking to one of my friends about this. I'm like, this is why channels post at like really weird times. I don't know if you've noticed this in general, because it'll be like, you know, 10 PM and you're getting this intense message and there's like an energy portal and the timing is an important piece. And that's why I hate doing stuff in advance. It's really hard for me. And I just won't because it's all just based on the energy. Like if there's a message that's coming through for me right now, it's coming through right now for a reason. And for me and what I do, it does it does matter if it comes out in this moment in the next 10 minutes or if it comes out a week from now. Like it's just not, not gonna resonate the same because it is based on energy. And so I totally get that. And I remember feeling this way when I was in college as well because I had a podcast, I had, you know, a full school s- schedule, I had multiple internships, I was also in nutrition school. So there was a lot going on. And something that's interesting about quad right, I'll say, and you know, this could apply even if you're not quad right, but I have found that some of the best ways to lean into that, it's either my schedule is completely open and so I have all of this space to flow and just follow my inspiration or like I'm so busy that my my day is almost blocked and I have these awkward pockets of time where I just follow my inspiration in those blocks. I don't know if that if that makes sense, but for me, I have found and I look back on my life and I'm like, "Whoa, those are kind of the two ways I was in flow." Was either I was so busy that I only had like certain blocks that were open and then whenever I was in that block of time, I 
just found that I almost got pushed into this flow state and I got random things done or my schedule needs to be all open. And it's like, if I have one thing on my calendar, it totally fucks up my day. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those people. Like I'd rather it be booked or nothing. And that is what really worked for me in, in college when I was balancing everything where it was like, okay, I have class here, an internship thing here, and then this, you know, club meeting here, whatever it was. And then I had, okay, I have this like two hour random pocket here. And then this three hour random pocket at night. And I just found, because I was almost like bopping between so many things that I, I wasn't thinking about it. This is going to get interesting how I explain this. I was so, I so much on my calendar that I didn't have any room for choice overthinking about it. So I was almost flowing within that. And then when I had a random two hour block, it was like, oh, here I can just do two podcasts. Or I come home at the end of the day and I'm super inspired and can write out, you know, some long post. And so I would just use those open blocks and follow whatever was lighting me up. But I think this is the thing that has really changed my life is trusting, just trusting when there's a deadline, it's going to get done on time. And you know, the thing about me is I tend to procrastinate, but I, I've always been like that and I do really well with it. Maybe it's my defined route. I don't know, but it's because I always felt like this in school. Let's say I have an essay due next Friday and it's Friday right now. If I tried to write it this weekend or Monday and get it done in advance, it would take me a long time. Like, because I just wasn't inspired and I was trying to force it out. But if I just waited until I was inspired, often that was the night before and I could write my 10 page paper in 25 minutes. Like it happened so fast because I was following that flow and I had to learn to just trust it and lean into that. And now I'm very comfortable with procrastination. Like pretty much anything I do, well, first of all, I don't prepare anything. And that is a quad right hack. Like preparation just totally messes me up because I'm focusing, focusing. <laughs> and that's not good for me. But then everything else, like if there is anything that needs to get done, I always do it right before. And because the energy is right, it tends to happen really quickly and effortlessly versus it would have taken me five times longer if I was trying to force the ideas or the information rather than just waiting for the flow to find me. But the flow often finds me just in the nick of time. And so I've just gotten comfortable with that feeling. My morning ritual is of the utmost importance to me because it really sets the tone or rather the frequency of my day. And that is why the first thing I love to do is drink a big glass of Organifi green juice. I have been obsessed with Organifi green juice for years now, not only because it tastes delicious and it saves me a ton of time in the morning because I used to use a juicer and it just took up so much time it ended up making me cranky, but I just love it because it gives you a natural boost of energy without any extra caffeine. It feels so refreshing in the morning and it's filled with different superfoods that support detoxification in the body and natural hormone support, specifically in terms of balancing out your cortisol. And I have been paying extra attention to this in the morning, just really focusing on regulating my cortisol, starting my day with peace and balance. So Organifi Green Juice is my first step there. Some of the rock star ingredients in green juice include moringa, which is amazing for a natural boost of energy, rich in nine different vitamins and minerals. There's also ashwagandha, an adaptogen I think most of us are familiar with that regulates the cortisol response in the body. 
as well as spirulina and chlorella. I try to get plenty of algae in every single day. It's one of my favorite superfoods. Algae is loaded with micronutrients and amazing for supporting detoxification in the body. Those are some of my favorite ingredients. I just put a scoop in water and mixed up and I am good to go. There are two different flavors. So the original green juice tastes like this refreshing minty drink. And I like to add a little bit of almond milk in there to give it a little creaminess. So good. And then there is a new flavor, crisp apple, which tastes like a crisp apple. Literally, it's it's wild. So good. I have tried so many greens powders over the years and most of them I just feel like don't taste good. I love Organifi green juice. Both flavors are incredible. So if you're looking for a good greens powder and you want that natural boost of energy and detox support, which we all know I'm a big fan of daily, check out Organifi green juice. You can go to Organifi.com CTC and my code CTC will get you 20% off your full order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash C-T-C. And that code C-T-C will get you 20% off. Check out green juice, red juice, gold harmony. See what your intuition guides you to. You really can't go wrong because I drink it all. And make sure to tag me on Instagram when you get your order in the mail so I can see what you got. The other thing that really helped me, especially in school or in times when business has been a lot busier is basically time blocking time to just flow and do nothing. So for me, it was usually a weekend. I always had one day a week where there was nothing, nothing on my calendar and I I didn't have any plans. And I just allowed myself to follow whatever felt good that day. And sometimes it was laying in bed all day. Sometimes I would get a creative burst of inspiration and knock something huge out. But I would basically schedule in time to do nothing and just be and follow my inspiration no matter what that was. And having a big open block for that helped out a lot. So with, you know, when you're driving or working and suddenly you get an idea, there's been a couple ways that I do this. I mean, first of all, if I if I really can't shift it right then, what I will do is I just have a note on my phone, computer, like an iCloud. I, I mean, my iCloud notes are, someone saw these, they'd be like, what is this? I live in iCloud notes because I have so many random thoughts popping in my head all the time that I need to remember. And so I would just write it out right then in the note or whatever works for you, like write it down on a piece of paper. So I just had one space where all of my random thoughts that were coming in, I would put them all in one place. And I organized this by like, you know, podcast ideas or post ideas, to do's because I just have random things coming through. If I'm getting a post idea or a podcast idea, I'm going to write it down right then. And I'm also going to write with it any other thoughts that are coming up as well. So I'm basically going to write it out or in that moment, even just grabbing your you know voice recorder and if you want to record a couple minutes almost just to get me started the next time when I do have time to actually get into the whole podcast episode so let's say I'm getting a podcast idea this happens to me all the time like I'll be in meditation and this is when I get a lot of ideas and I don't want to hop out of my meditation necessarily and record a whole podcast so I will just write out the idea and a bunch of random thoughts that are coming up with it and it looks like a paragraph And then when I end up going to podcast, which I wait until I feel pulled to actually podcast because I find there's a difference between, oh, I have an idea that I'm inspired by. And then I also feel inspired to record. Like those are two different energies. So by the time I do feel inspired to record or have the time to, I anchor into that little paragraph of notes and it almost gets me back in the stream and I feel excited about it again. And then I record. But the thing is, if I can't record in that moment, then I wait until I'm genuinely inspired to record rather than, okay, I got home from whatever I was doing. And so because that happened three hours ago, now I'm going to do it right now. But what if right now I'm not inspired? You see the difference there? So 
I just have to follow the flow of inspiration. I think that so much of what's underneath this is us like just trusting that it works out. And that has been the hardest thing for me of just trusting that when I have all these deadlines, I'm going to get it all done on time. Even if it means like, I mean, and this is often how my life is. You know, I could have a deadline for something with, you know, right now like products or my book. And let's say it's due on Friday and it's Monday and I should be working on it, but I don't, I don't feel inspired about it. And you know what I do instead? I'm like, I'm going to write another fucking book. That's what I, that's what I do. And everybody else will, will be like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but it's what I'm doing. And it just ends up working out. So maybe I write this other book and maybe that is the thing that vibrationally gets me ready and inspired to do the work on the other thing where the deadline is Friday and I end up doing it Thursday night and it somehow always gets done. I don't know how, but somehow it somehow happens. And so the trust piece has been a huge part of it. And at the beginning, and so, you know, this is just based on your comfort level. At the beginning, I had to just like retrain myself and be okay with, okay, I'm in the process of changing this of trying this on, I'm going to have to be okay with it feeling a little destabilizing because I might have to do everything at the very last minute, you know? And I was like, okay, if I haven't felt inspired by, you know, 7 p.m. the night before something's due in the morning, then I'll just end up having to do it 7 p.m. the night before. And for me, I just had to kind of go with that practice to teach myself to trust that it would get done and it somehow always did. And the thing is that I started to realize if I never got inspired, then I wasn't supposed to do it. And so there are a lot of things that I'm just like, yeah, I'm just not doing that anymore. It's just to know. And so I understand it's very, it can be different when you're in different situations, right? That's part of why I've created this life that I've created. Like I need to be an entrepreneur and work for myself. And I think that's something to keep in mind, you know, depending on how you're built, like what is the lifestyle you want to build for yourself moving forward and keeping that in mind so you can create something that gives you the space to follow your natural rhythms and what feels good for you. But thinking about being in school when it's like, okay, this is actually due. I can't just be like, I'm not doing it. I mean, I guess you could, but I I wasn't that bold. I also, another thing I would do was basically have one day a week or block off the morning where I'd wake up and I'm like, I'm just going to knock out all the shit I don't want to do in this two hour block. And it just has to get done no matter what it was. Or, Or this is my one day of this single day, I'm getting it all done. And this is a dedicated day. And so I'd kind of batch all of the shit I had to do that I didn't want to do, or that was deadlined. I would just batch it out, give it its own time block, and then give myself the rest of the time to flow. But you know, for me with certain things, certain deadlines, I had to just knock it out, get it done first thing in the morning so it wasn't hanging over me. And I actually could feel inspired because when I knew I had something due, that was a big thing in the back of my head. It was like I couldn't even rest or focus. So that's that's another thing that could be helpful as well. But here's the thing, ideally, and we're all in different situations, right? What would it look like if we really challenged ourselves of, can I really not record this podcast right now? Like, could I pull over and, and pull up my voice note app and just record it right there? And I think part of this is especially with with content and business, letting ourselves get messier. Like I could not follow my flow if I needed everything to be perfect, like perfect aesthetic, perfect lighting. That's just not me. That's just not my brand. That's just not how I do things. If I always have to have video, it's just not going to happen. And so if I'm inspired in the moment and something needs to come forward, I'm just going to do it in whatever format is available for me. You know, so if the lighting sucks, the lighting sucks. It is what it is. I don't really care because the potency of the message is so important, right? Or if I'm walking in the forest and I have this idea and I need to record it right then, then I'm just going to do it on my on my phone. And it sounds how it sounds. And the thing is that the people who are really meant to hear it are going to resonate with whatever style it is. 
And it's going to be more powerful because it's so potent because you're doing it right when it's vibrationally aligned. So I feel like another big piece that's been so helpful for me has been, how do I describe that? Like making things really easy and accessible. If it feels like this whole production, if it feels like, oh my gosh, every time I'm going to write a post or every time I'm going to record a video or whatever it is, I have to be in this location or doing it in this way or like whatever these extra things we add around, it has to be done this way. That makes it harder for me to just do it in the moment. And so what would it look like for us to allow ourselves to do whatever we want to do like in the moment without saying, well, I have to wait until I'm home so I can X, Y, Z first, or it has to be done in this way. Do you see what I'm saying? So I try and make things just as easy for me as possible. So I have no barriers to entry to living in the moment as much as possible. Or like if I'm doing another piece of work and I'm in the middle of it, this actually just happened two days ago. I started recording a podcast and I was 15 minutes in and then I realized I needed to work on my book. I just had to, it was happening. And so I literally just stopped the podcast, scratched it. I don't think I'm going to post it. And I moved on and I, I just did it that way and it worked out. And maybe it was because I wasn't supposed to post that podcast. I don't know. So I think, you know, I don't know what your schedule is like in school, but if there is a room for you to kind of challenge yourself with it of if I'm doing this work, if I'm in the middle of work right now and I'm doing this right now, could my work be done tomorrow? Or is it something that's actually due like tonight or tomorrow morning? But if I'm doing it ahead of time and I'm feeling inspiration in another direction right now, could I just switch and jump on the podcast and record while the energy is ripe? And maybe that's going to support me vibrationally and feeling so inspired that I'm going to finish my work so much more quickly because I'm in such a better place because of whatever it did for me, like how it supported shifting me on a frequency level when I followed my inspiration and recorded that podcast right in the moment. And going back to the energy piece, I know for me, fueling up with things that inspire me makes everything else easier to do. Like if I have to do something related to taxes, I'm going to do something that really lights me up, inspires me and energizes me before, right? So that's when maybe I'm spending my whole morning like pulling cards and talking to the guides and drinking my fancy lattes, like just something that just feels so nourishing for me. So what are the activities that you like to do in your life that actually energize you, that give you energy? You know, another one for me is always whenever I go out to lunch or coffee or breakfast or whatever with a friend every single time. And I have just a juicy conversation. Like we're just feeding off each other, feeling inspired, sharing what we're excited about. Like whenever I go out for coffee or brunch or whatever with somebody, I always leave feeling so lit up. I can bust out a ton of content. And so that is something I will use is if I want to be really productive, I will maybe plan a breakfast date or a morning walk, walking coffee with a good friend because I know I'm going to leave feeling really energized and super inspired. And I get a ton of great work done after because I'm feeling so lit up. And so I would think about what that is for you of what are the things where afterwards you just feel like you're on a high, you feel so good, you feel so inspired. And can you do that first and trust that that will fuel whatever needs to get done next? Because you're just vibing so high that even that boring task, right? That like I should do this or I have to do this, which I can challenge that, but I do feel like it's a little bit different when you're in a situation like school, but you're vibing so high that the, I have to do this tasks don't even feel like a nuisance anymore. It's like the high frequency overrides it. So it's easier to get done. But I think for everybody, it's really helpful to start to think about how can I adjust my schedule to really give me space to follow my own natural rhythms versus always letting everybody else kind of dictate my schedule. This is something for me that, I mean, I've had to just 
draw hard boundaries. It's like, okay, there's one day a week when, when I will get on calls. And if somebody's trying to interview me on their podcast on another day, or I want somebody on my podcast, you know, I invite them on and they're not available that day, then it's just not happening. And I've had to just be okay with that happening and trust like, well, then they're not supposed to be on it or I'm not supposed to be on that show. Because what happens is all of those little energy leaks. Oh, suddenly it was like, oh, I have all these random calls throughout the week. And then I'm never in my state of flow and then I'm not really getting anything done and I'm feeling drained and exhausted. So there is something about boundaries here that's super important. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries is what's underneath all of this. And I think, you know, all of us recognizing, first of all, learning ourselves and knowing what makes me feel good. And then can I really uphold that for myself, which is really this other angle of nurturing ourselves, mothering ourselves, showing up for ourselves, taking care of ourselves so we can show up better for everybody else. Because I know for me, when I get really out of alignment in that way, I have this resentful energy and it's no one's fault but my own because... I wasn't doing the things I needed to do to keep my flow and feel good. But this is what it is to go first. This is what it is to start to shift some of these structures that aren't necessarily serving us anymore. There's a period where we're going to bump up against those old structures. There's a period where people might not like when we're doing things differently. This is what it looks like to be the example of another way to live. And it's not that my way is the way, but it's being the example of I'm following my natural rhythm. What's yours? And what would it look like for you to also do that as well? And I know for me, me doing things in my weird way has definitely opened up a lot of my friends' eyes, you know, for sure clients, like other people's eyes of, okay, well, if she can do that, then maybe I can shift things so that I'm living in that flow too. But you know what I've learned? Going first and being an example of a different way of living and being is not going to make everybody else happy. It's just not. And so I've just decided I'm okay with that. And I've also decided I'm okay if that means there are less people in my field or I'm not getting invited to as many things or going to as many things. I think there's this whole social side of things that can make things stickier for people. Like if you're still in that FOMO energy, you're going to have a hard time upholding your own boundaries or doing what you know you need to do. And I'm just okay with not going to things or missing out because I don't really feel like it's missing out anymore because I realize, okay, if I go or I do that thing when it wasn't in alignment or it, it felt like it crossed a boundary for me in terms of my ideal schedule, I don't even enjoy it and I'm resentful and tired anyway. So, you know, I would think about what are those underlying social pieces that maybe are holding us back from living our truth as well. All right, let's see if the guides have anything else they want to say about this. How can we embrace more of our quad right in a quad left world slash live in alignment if we're not quad right? Okay, so they're basically saying the first thing is, and maybe even make a list, like a tangible list. They're like, the, the quad left world is not working for anybody and make a list of all of the ways that it's not working for you. So like straight up make make a list so your your conscious brain can realize these are all of the ways that this is just simply not working and it's not serving me. Because when we bring to our conscious awareness how something is not serving us, it makes it a lot easier to start to shift the paradigm. Now, the, the next piece they're saying is, the block here for a lot of people is just feeling like I don't even know what it looks like to do it another way. Like, okay, if I can recognize this is not serving me, what does it even look like to do it in a different way? I don't know. And so there's this piece of finding examples for yourself. And so finding other people who, you know, maybe you're like, how do I start to live in response? Or how do I start to uh, live quad left or quad right? Or how do I start to wait for the invitation or whatever it is? You can Google search or like find other people with that part of your design or just listen to podcasts, like just learn about different people's flows. This is why I love to 
hear about people's morning rituals, nighttime rituals, the way they schedule their day. I have this weird obsession with people's schedules and like how they how they schedule their days because it, it's very intentional, especially in the entrepreneurship space. And there's so much you can learn from like why people do the things they do, whether or not it's actually going to apply for you. And so they're saying start to find different examples of different ways to do things so that you have some more options in your head because it just feels like, okay, I'm blocked in terms of what it could look like because I don't even have examples. So find examples. And then it is, can I get really clear on on my vision of what it would be in terms of what I want to create. So they keep just saying like this word create, create keeps coming up. So I want to create something new, but can you anchor in what it is you're creating? There's something about claiming it like, okay, I know this isn't serving me and I have an idea of where I want to be headed. And so I want to create this new thing, but can you really claim and own and anchor in? This is what I want to create. And that's the space that feels like a white space right now of I haven't fully anchored that in or I haven't made a decision there. And that's why it's not actually coming into my reality. Why Why is that? Because, okay, first the example piece, but also the fears around what that's going to mean. And so if we have fears, expectations, assumptions around how that's going to shift our social lives, our family lives, who's going to get upset with us, like what are all of the fears underneath creating the reality you really want? There's also this energy of, you know, being alone or loneliness. People are going to judge me or people are going to think I'm selfish. And what they want you to know is if you start to go into those fears and get as specific as you can. Like a lot of it feels, you know, this is what our ego does. Like we make it a much bigger deal than it is. And so we can kind of, I mean, not to minimize it, right? Like, because it's totally valid, but this is what they're saying. It's like, you're going to realize when you really get clear on what the fears are, that it's sort of blown out of proportion of like, is that actually going to happen though? Am I actually going to be alone for the rest of my life? And no one's going to want to talk to me. Like, is that actually what's going to happen? But what's underneath this for a lot of people is this, this fear again of truth, which is the one thing that holds us back often with this fear of the truth in terms of is my social circle or family life going to have to change? Like what's going to have to change? What am I afraid to let go of? And so, you know, with a lot of living in alignment, living our truth, the real block for people is that they're afraid to admit that they know certain relationships are going to need to shift. Dynamics need to shift. Relationships might need to be released, whatever it is that, that seems to be the major block, or I might have to leave my job. Like my job is keeping me so out of alignment, you know? So what are the things where it's like, I can't, I can't do it. Well, you can, but you're not because it would require you to X, Y, Z. And then are you willing, are you willing to do that? And then if you're not willing to leave your career, that you're feeling like this is the thing that's keeping me out of flow forever, and you're choosing to not leave it, then owning that and being like, I'm choosing to stay in this. So I'm actually going to find my flow within the parameters of where I'm choosing to stay. And like recognizing I'm choosing to stay here when I know this thing is keeping me into this nine to five schedule, whatever it is, rather than complaining about it and like, well, what do I do? My job's in the way. And it's like, well, your job's in the way. So there you go. I mean, that sound might sound blunt, but I mean, that's just welcome to talking to the spirit guides. Like they're super blunt. It's like, it is what it is, you know? So just either own it and stay and then say, okay, how can I be in my flow within these parameters or be like, okay, I'm just going to leave because it's keeping me on my flow. You know? And so what are these, these deeper truths or things that have to be shifted that we're afraid to admit, like some big moves might need to be made. And what they're saying is, you know, the, the question underneath this is, am I willing to choose my happiness? Do I believe I deserve happiness? And to what end? Oof. Oh my God. I have full body fucking chills. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm like going to cry. Like that, that is, I mean, that's hitting me for sure of like, if I'm so committed to choosing my happiness because I know full body, yes, I deserve total happiness. Then what would it look like, you know, for me to make decisions 
in alignment with, with that commitment. And there are a lot of different places we have these small little energy leaks where we compromise what we really desire, what we know we need. So somebody else feels comfortable or so we can, you know, meet someone where they're at. There was, I think I talked about this on YouTube somewhere. I was going through a channel message and they were talking about how people think, you know, in, in love, you have to sacrifice and they say, no, people say in love, you have to compromise. And they also say, no, not really, because when it is divine love, it doesn't feel like a compromise. Really, it doesn't feel like a sacrifice. It's like, I'm more than happy to forego the Italian food I was planning on so we can go get sushi. And it's not, it doesn't feel like a compromise or a sacrifice in that moment. So it was kind of a side note. Any final thoughts from you guys? They're just saying, like reiterating what I was mentioning before, like realize that you get to be the example of a different way of flowing and moving through the world. And are you okay with people like looking at you, it reminds me of they're showing, you know, when, you know, clothes used to be really muted colors and then they had that blow up with the dyes or whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about in history. And then suddenly we had access to all these brightly colored clothes. And think about the first person that went out on the street and they're wearing these like vibrant, brightly colored clothes and everyone's looking at them. Like everybody else is in muted colors, right? Are you willing to be the person that is doing things differently and everybody's looking, you know, and anybody who ever did anything great that was different you know, got told that they were crazy. Every major invention we have. And so it takes people time to adjust. And there's something about just being okay with, I'm a leader. I'm setting an example of a different way to do things. And I'm also creating space for other people to live in their authenticity too. And it's okay if it just takes them a little time to catch up to that. And the last thing they'll just say is if you are in a position to change a structure, like if you are in some higher level position in a certain company or like that kind of energy. If you're in a position where you can change a structure, please change it. Please get creative is what they're saying. You know, a lot of what's set up in the education system, in the workplace environment, it's so outdated. And so we really have to blow up our ideas of what it should look like. I mean, even I feel this in entrepreneurship. It's like, we become entrepreneurs to have space and control over our schedules. And then somehow we still get put into like, we're kind of still working nine to five a lot of of times, you know? So if you are in a position where you can blow things up, like blow it up, do you need a meeting every week? Or could we move this to like boxer? Could we do walking meetings? Could it be more random? Could we be following what's actually needed in the moment rather than what's there just because it's there? Because they're basically saying this is going to allow us when we're really living in alignment with our unique rhythm to do things so much more efficiently. So we just have more space to be more space to rest, to play, where we can work a lot less and get even more done working less. And that's the way to it is by following your unique energy flow. And we're doing a lot more and working a lot harder than we need to. And so then there could be another block of, am I afraid to have more open space? Am I addicted to being busy? So we'll wrap up there for today because I have a podcast. I'm jumping on in literally two minutes because this is how I roll. (laughs) But Amazing question. Thank you so much for sending that in. And again, if you have a question you want to be answered on the show, just go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and you can submit it there. If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot, share it to social media, tag me, tag at Christina the Channel podcast, and maybe send the link to someone in your life if you think they would find the show interesting as well. I appreciate the support and the love so much. You have no idea. I take screenshots on my phone and I look through them all the time to make me feel good. So thank you. Love you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you in the next episode.